Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the 888 Align podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hanna. I'm a serial entrepreneur who likes to immerse into many facets of life, focusing on growth, mindset, healing, and soul alignment. Eight represents strength, prosperity, balance, power, overcoming, stability, and to me, the yin and yang of life. Pain weaves the gratitude for the beauty in life and appreciation for our generational evolution. You're in the right place if you're looking to dive deeper into finding meaning within yourself and your life experiences, work towards transforming into and aligning with your highest version of yourself, take action steps towards building and creating the life of your dreams, as well as explore discussions on health and wellness, balance, self-care, plus areas like travel, fashion, art, culture, manifestation, entrepreneurship, and even a little spirituality. To be 888 aligned means to be aligning to your strongest and most powerful and enlightened version of yourself. To continue to evolve and always be open to growth while staying true to your core values and individuality. Let's get started with this week's alignment. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome back to 888 Aligned. Thank you for taking the time to check out the podcast and tune in as always. Today, I wanted to talk about how to connect with your higher self in a way that empowers you personally and brings you closer to self-sufficiency and soul alignment. Because there is a higher version of yourself speaking to you all the time. You just have to tune in and turn up the volume to listen. A lot of times we look outward for validation, help, advice, and empowerment. And that can be great to do if you're surrounded by the right resources and people. But what if you're not? What if you don't have access to resources because of financial situations or proximity to things? What if the people around you do not provide a space for growth and support and openness? And maybe the people around you don't understand your feelings, your emotions, choices in life, desires. Maybe they criticize everything you do and you never feel supported and in turn, feel brought down, and tend to lose your spark. A lot of this has to do with what I've spoken about a bunch in my previous episodes. Lack of growth, specific perceptions, projection, lack of open-mindedness, and so on from the people around you. Maybe you are dealing with abusive situations. And on the flip side, what if you have everything? What if you have every single resource at your fingertips? And what if you can rely on everyone to go to and know they'll always be there to listen and give you the best advice, and they are always there right when you need them. What happens if they are no longer there? And not to get dark about it, but we do not have infinite time on this earth, right? We won't always have the people in our lives we rely on to be there. So what do we do in these scenarios? Sometimes we look to the internet, we may follow a creator that inspires us or a mentor. Sometimes we start creating content on our own and build our own community. Other times we may join an extracurricular, a club, sport, or find some sort of outside resource that fosters the type of community and experience we want to be around. Other times we may feed into addictions that create a cycle of dependency and our perception of control, whether that be alcohol, drugs, food, exercise, whatever it may be. And sometimes we don't have anything and may fall into a deep depression. When we have unlimited support and resources, We also become very dependent on them as well. And again, this is not to put anyone at fault for any of these situations. This is just to point out the reality of the situations we may experience in life. Some of those things are helpful. Others are extremely damaging and detrimental to ourselves, but almost and practically every time, they are not guaranteed. 
And with all of those things, we are looking outside of ourselves for help. We may say, life sucks, but I'm so thankful that I have this club or this sport or can do this with these people. And it's great to have the things that make you feel good and allow you to escape. The things that are just for us and allow us to feel at ease for a moment. We may say, thank God I have this person or these people in my life. I don't know what I'd do without them. Then there are the things that we seek that we think are helping us because we may feel we either have more control over them, like foods we eat or how much we exercise, or the things that we seek that we think are helping us because we feel they help us escape from our problems, worries, and stresses that numb us like drugs and alcohol. But this is a self-empowerment podcast, so whatever fix we may have outside of ourselves is not going to be relevant as far as where we should put our energy towards except for the reflection side of it. So what if we put that aside for now and shift it to just focusing on ourselves, our soul in our body experiencing life? And it's not to shame the things that make us feel good that are healthy for us and helping us feel we can survive our lifestyle. You know, we aren't perfect. We aren't robots. We may not be at our highest version and best version of ourselves all the time. It's important to be realistic to your own life, expectations, and experiences. And it's important to not put a standard on over-perfection of fixing yourself. Every single person is going to move at a different pace in life and live different experiences. Never compare yourself. This isn't about you being broken or messed up. It's not about never having a messy day or a difficult time. We can't be perfect all the time. And we aren't going to be operating at our best all the time. With life's duality, we are going to experience highs and lows. It's about having our own selves to stabilize ourselves when we experience those highs and lows. It's about depending on ourselves in a way that makes us feel safe and strong and powerful so that when we need to fall back on our internal systems, we have them in place to help ourselves. So how can we rely on ourselves to feel good no matter what? Because we have ourselves from the day we are born to the day we die and then whatever happens after that, that is always guaranteed. How do we guarantee ourselves a strong foundation of support no matter what? What can we do to change how we feel and make sure our personal power is so strong that nothing and no one can impact or change that aside from ourselves? So with that, let's get into today's episode. The first step I want you to get to is acknowledging what your fix is, because whatever your fix is, is likely the thing you're missing from yourself. So whatever we seek externally, we don't likely have internally, because if we did, why would we need to seek it outside of ourselves? You may have a favorite food you go to when you're stressed, a specific friend or family member that provides you a certain level of support you know you can rely on when you're feeling consistently a certain way. You may have an addiction that releases some sort of relief for you or numbs some sort of pain for you. You may look for it even in relationships, which likely never turns out the way you want it to. Maybe you look for it in your parents and either get let down every time or rely too much to the point of never being able to be okay without their advice or guidance. Maybe it's not obvious to you, but you seek it in your everyday life. Maybe your awareness on this is operating more subconsciously, so you may want to observe yourself from the outside perspective I'm always talking about, as if you're watching a movie of someone else to see what you fixate your time, thoughts, visuals, and energy on. 
Maybe you watch a specific type of social media content that just relaxes you or brings you excitement and fills your algorithm and feed with. Maybe you binge watch a certain genre on Netflix or whatever streaming platform you use, whatever your crutch is. There are so many ways we may look outside of ourselves to fill what we feel is missing within ourselves and our lives. So what are some steps we can take to fulfill what we feel is missing? Maybe it feels like a hole in your chest, a lump in your throat, a shortness of breath. Maybe it feels like your surroundings will collapse upon you or the floor beneath you is shaky. Maybe it feels like the entire world is resting on your shoulders. Or you're stuck down deep in a hole trying to claw your way out, but sometimes the weight of everything else is making it hard for you to get out. Maybe it just shows up as jealousy, anger, or FOMO. Depression, dependency, anxiety, addiction, anger, jealousy, sometimes they can all look similar and sometimes very different. And these are just some examples of what it may look or feel like when you go for your crutch. And sometimes it's less obvious, and that's why we do need to take the time to kind of observe ourselves from that outside perspective. But what we are going to work on today is how to empower yourself to bring your personal power back to you and steps you can take to listen to yourself, talk to yourself, support you, and connect with and channel your higher self to work toward never feeling like you're missing anything because you can fill in that for yourself within you. So going back to whatever your crutch or fix is, I want you to grab a notebook and write that down. And if you need to, pause this episode and take some time to think deeply about it or listen and come back when you've sparked some insight into it. What this takes is gentle awareness to face the truth behind what we feel and becoming conscious of what we do as a result. I say gentle because sometimes it can be painful to face, sometimes we need to be patient with ourselves, and sometimes we just want to be in denial of whatever our crutch is because it's easy. And also, if you're not ready to change, then this will not work for you. So it's important to take note of the fact that you really need to be ready to face the things eyes wide open to pose change. I know that even if it's painful or hard, in the beginning, it will get easier eventually. And on the other end, sometimes it isn't a painful thing. Sometimes it's just our dependency that leaves us in comfortability. Sometimes we are just satisfied and complacent and Here's the hard end of that. We will get shook to our core when the thing that makes us comfortable is no longer there for us to rely on. Maybe you'll say, that's fine, I'll find something else to depend on at that point. If that's you, then you're not ready for this change either, and that's okay. Maybe you'll never feel ready. Maybe you choose to live a life just the way it is. Some people do, and that's okay. That's really your choice and how you choose to live out your life here on earth. And if you're listening this far in, I am assuming there is something in you that wants to make a change for yourself, even if it's deep down in there. So this is also preventative protection for yourself, as well as the steps for building a stable foundation for yourself. And as a reminder, I am not a mental health professional. I am just speaking from my own life experiences and research and personal practice. And if you are really struggling, make sure to take the steps to get the right help and resources for yourself as well. Okay, so when you figure out or decide what your crutch is, I want you to do some shadow work on that. And you can reference episode six titled The Shadows of Shadow Work for some extra help if you need on how to dive into that. But we are likely seeking external help, validation, or dependency 
on the things we have trauma from, either from inner child experiences in childhood or maybe something more recent. Usually with trauma, we develop some sort of coping mechanism. The coping mechanisms can be detrimental or just our crutches. We may develop more than just these, but for the sake of this podcast, let's stick to these coping strategies. So if we look at our crutches as our coping strategies, we can look back as to why we have developed these and why we feel a need to have them. And you can do a simple strategy where you backtalk yourself into this. So with your notebook, you can start by writing what your crutch or coping mechanism is at the top. And side note, you need to be honest and non-judgmental with yourself in order to get the most out of this exercise. So make sure your intention is that. So you write down your crutch or dependency and then you can ask yourself, why do I do this? And maybe your answer is something like to help me with blank. So I want you to write that down underneath the crutch. And then ask yourself, why do I need help with blank? And then write that down after. And then ask yourself, how does this make me feel when I get help with blank? And write that down. And then ask yourself, why can't I feel this emotion without the help of blank? Or why do I feel I can't achieve this result without the help of blank? Then continue to back talk more. Ask yourself, okay, If I do this because I need or want to feel this or experience this, why am I not getting that from myself? Or if this makes me feel this specific emotion from this crutch, why and where is this emotion missing in my life? What may have caused this or who? And write all this down. So this requires a lot of thinking, maybe some inner child shadow work, maybe for you opening up a trauma that is sealed shut or something you've forgotten about. So when you discover what this is for you, then you need to start working to incorporate that missing piece for you in your life. And this may take some time to figure out, and that's okay. But it's all about providing what is missing within yourself for you so you're not looking for it elsewhere. Okay, so the next step is to start gaining more control and empowerment around your personal power and sense of self. And if you listened to last week's episode, episode 8 on detaching and neutrality, This is different than focusing on your ego. Your ego is actually likely to be part of the thing that takes you away from your sense of self and personal power because, again, it's what's built from society's expectations of you. Anyway, first step I want you to do is go to the mirror and look at yourself in the eyes. (laughs) This can be alone in your room or a bathroom. Give yourself a good stare. This actually is going to be hard for some people, believe it or not. It may feel really awkward and uncomfortable, and you may feel even a little embarrassed. Maybe you want to look away. Just go do it. Look at you. That's you right there. How often do you even acknowledge yourself? Try to just at least look at yourself for a minute straight. Okay, and then I want you to speak to yourself. No, you're not crazy for this. Trust me, this is going to build confidence and self-empowerment. Just give it a try. Pretend you're talking to your best friend if it's easier. I want you to just give yourself a compliment and specifically say it out loud while looking at yourself in the eyes. Sounds easy, likely very uncomfortable and difficult the first time around for some of you. (laughs) And if you already do this, that's great. Keep doing it. If you feel uncomfortable doing this, it will get easier. But again, without putting in this effort, even these small little changes, things will not change for you. So you got to get down and dirty with being uncomfortable if you want to change things 
And as I always say, walk alongside fear, holding hands like a friend. Okay, so after you've complimented yourself, and make sure you do that, I want you to acknowledge whatever the crutch is that you've thought about and wrote down. And again, do not judge yourself when you speak to yourself. Speak to yourself with kindness and empathy, like you would to someone you love and care about. And if your version is tough love, then that's okay, but do it with the intentions coming from a loving place, never from hate. If you're starting from hate, this exercise will also never work. And if that's how you were motivated in life and continue to motivate yourself, then that is also something to take some time to work on. So talk to yourself, acknowledge the hard thing, and tell yourself it's going to be okay. And a reminder, I want you to say this out loud. Hear your voice speaking to yourself. Tell yourself, it's going to be okay, you're going to figure this out, and it's all going to work out. Tell yourself, you know you can get past this hard time or achieve this thing you want to achieve. Tell yourself, you love yourself. Oof, I know that one is going to be hard for some of you, so say, I love you to yourself. And if you're feeling all squirmy and weird, this is totally normal. You'll get over it if you continue this exercise every day. Yes, every day. It only needs a couple of minutes or less in front of the mirror. The ability to talk to yourself and talk yourself down from a panic or talk yourself into feeling motivated or talk yourself into having support from yourself is a badass, incredible superpower. I don't care what anyone has told you about talking out loud to yourself or how weird you may feel. I want you to build this personal power and use this tool on yourself all the time. And remember, this needs to come from a place of love for yourself and care. And if you have a hard time feeling that right now, then I want you to pretend it is for someone else you're speaking to that you love and care about in your life until you're comfortable and confident in your own self-love. Speak to yourself using your name. Like, for example, if I were to do this to myself and I was having a hard time, I may say to myself out loud, while looking at myself in the mirror. Jess, I love you. I know you're going through a hard time right now. I know this situation feels endless and it feels like there's no way out of it. I know you're frustrated and angry at what has happened. I acknowledge the pain that you feel and the resentment. You are seen right here, right now, but you will get past this. This will get better. I have your back. I know how powerful you are. I know you will come out stronger for this. And I know you will accomplish amazing, badass things. We are okay. We are safe. So this is like speaking from your higher self or future self to your present self as well. So saying we is almost like having two versions of yourself connecting in a very positive and powerful way. Your higher and future self connecting with your present self to show you that you will be stable. This is going to help you so much when it comes to self-protection health, stability, independence, and ultimately happiness. Give it a try. It is not weird or strange, as some may have told you or tell you, and I know that that is a whole narrative in itself. What you are doing here is building a more powerful and strong version of yourself to help yourself through life, and guess what? There's nothing weird about that. And don't let anyone gaslight you into feeling otherwise. If they do, this is simply because they have been uncomfortable, maybe trying this themselves or even seeing this themselves and that is their own ego ego meaning the society structure of what they have internalized rather than them facing their fears with courage and bravery okay so step three and the next thing i would love for you to try is some eft 
So we'll do a quick and brief exercise and I'll walk you through something simple. But first, what is EFT? So I've been talking about it a few times in the past episodes. And if you don't know what it is, here I'm going to break it down a little further. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It is used in therapy to often help those with trauma, but has recently also been used over the years to help people with frankly anything they have subconscious block on, even sometimes physical as well. Anything that you struggle with that maybe you have a strong neural pathway with, you want to break. It helps you energetically as well to let go of the old ways of thinking and feeling in order to open up more energy and bring in and attract new energy as well as new ways of thinking. And this is really powerful because it works with your brain directly. So having more direction and control with your brain allows for more healing that could be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I have also used this to help reroute my thoughts so that when in the past I would have a hard time with something, when I've worked on EFT specifically on it, I have been able to create new neural pathways so that my brain routes to different thoughts rather than the old, more triggering or traumatic or just not good ones. Scientifically speaking, EFT works by tapping and pressing on energetic meridian points or acupressure points on our body okay, while simultaneously focusing on a situation, thought, or thing that represents a personal fear, trauma, or difficulty within us. EFT works to restore balance in your body's energy. And in Chinese medicine, meridian points are thought of as areas of the body energy flows through. So when we think of acupuncture, needles are used for these energy points. And in EFT, we are using our fingertips to tap on and apply pressure to these energy points. It is also said that by tapping, you access your body's energy and you can send signals to the parts of your brain that controls stress. By diving into this, you can hone in on specific neural pathways and work to essentially stop or break it and build a new one that would be better for you. And episode seven of mine titled, Your Neural Pathways Are Taking Over, is a great reference for this one as well. So essentially, when we have something specific we experience in our lives and we want to change it within our subconscious, one of the ways to do this more tangibly and energetically is to tap on it. So for example, if we have a strong scarcity mindset that is rooted deeply from our parents or life experiences, we will have neural pathways and subconscious beliefs that may keep us in these thoughts and belief systems and therefore physical reality. So one way to work on this is to tap on it. Let's first go over the tapping points, and you can also, for a visual of this, look up on Google what these points are. Just Google EFT tapping chart, and you know what? I'll also link one in the show notes so you know you're looking at the right thing. And also, most of the time, I do a faster version and less tapping points to keep it a little easier to do on the fly. Sometimes I'll do all of the tapping points, which there are a total of 12, and sometimes I'll just do four. So the four main points I tap on are right above the inner parts of your eyebrow is one, two on the temples, three under the eyes right under the cheekbone, and four right under the collarbone. So you can use one hand or both to tap. And if you're doing both, you want to do on each side evenly. And at the end, I like to finish it off with a light, consistent squeeze to the inside of the wrist while taking a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. The wrist acupuncture point helps to calm down the whole body and relax. So even though there are 12 points, you can technically start off maybe with four if it seems too overwhelming. 
And to start, you don't even have to say anything. Just do some tapping. And you could even try right now. Tap five to ten times above the inside of your eyebrow. Five to ten times on the side of your temple. Five to ten times under the eye. And five to ten times under the collarbone. And then give a light squeeze to one of your wrists on the inside and take a deep breath in and out. Another great resource to look this up on how to do it on YouTube is Brad Yates. I also will link his channel in the show notes. He has specific problems or feelings or hardships you may be facing with instructional videos, specifically for all of those to help you with. He is a great resource to walk you through this, and I definitely recommend checking him out if you feel a little confused about this whole process. So the premise of doing EFT is to acknowledge the problem, stress, or hardship and state it out loud while tapping and also state how it makes you feel or what you experience and then change the outcome for yourself. So it's basically like stating what you experience or have experienced in the past and rewriting a new narrative for yourself. So for the scarcity example, the script for yourself may sound like this. And you're tapping while you say this. Even though I struggle with money, I grew up in scarcity, I have trouble paying for my bills, I have imposter syndrome, I can't eat, ever seem to have enough, I feel like I'm always struggling, and then this is where you switch it. I know that I will break free from this struggle. I know that my business will bring in a lot of money. I am open to all ways abundance can come in for me. I know that even though other people in my family have struggled, this will be different for me. My job will give me a promotion. I will have other resources come in for me. Life is allowed to be easy. Money is allowed to be easy. I have an open and clear relationship with money. And I choose to release this all now. And while you're saying all this, you're tapping alongside the script. So that's just a short example. I mean, you can really go into specifics and you can change up what you say, but it's imperative that you start with the deep subconscious struggles you have. And this goes back to what you wrote down with what is your crutch and then also where it came from, what it is specifically and what's missing from you or what you feel is missing from you. And really addressing all the details, maybe even getting specific about your parents or a relationship or a job or whatever it is that's holding you back and then rewriting the narrative of what the ideal situation would be. What this all does is help you again change the narrative in your brain, create new neural pathways for yourself, opens you up energetically for more positive and abundant energy to come through and helps heal old traumas, triggers, and wounds. And while you're doing this, Interestingly enough, you may feel yourself yawning a lot. Maybe you tear up. Maybe you get the chills. You might sneeze, cough. Maybe you feel a little cold or hot or some other symptoms that come up. This is totally normal. It is a way for your body to release. So it's not a coincidence. And just acknowledge that as this is happening, this could be a very deep subconscious thing for you or a tough thing for you and you're doing the work to get rid of it and you're doing the work to change it for yourself and that's a good thing. So sometimes we have to do several rounds of tapping and stating the same problem and solution to fix it several times to get past it. It depends how strong that neural pathway is in our brain surrounding that specific thing. 
And the longer it has existed in our lives, potentially the more tapping you may need to do on this as well. You can also work with a practitioner, an EFT practitioner, to get more structured help. Or I know there's also books out there, but you can also do this on your own, or you can do this through the guided videos you can look up on YouTube. And I strongly suggest getting into EFT to help yourself with any problem you may be facing. Actually, another interesting, unique thing you can do is go to ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT to write you a script on EFT about and then describe the very specific situation you're experiencing. Give all the details you can possibly think of because the more detailed you are, the more um, detailed the script will be that will come back for you. And it's going to also guide you on where to tap, what to say when you're tapping and those specific meridian points. It's actually a really great resource for those of you who are starting out or just kind of want to get a different kind of script going that you just you can't think of what to say. That's a great resource. I've used it a few times. It's very interesting. So AI can be useful sometimes here. So EFT in general, it's really a great tool to use in order to stabilize yourself as well as open yourself up to new abundant opportunities in life while getting rid of old bad belief systems or negative feedback loops. So with the acknowledgement what our crutch is or dependency in shadow work to discover where, who, or what it came from, we can take action to help ourselves become more self-empowered and self-sufficient. Then we can build our own self-confidence and empowerment through talking to ourselves and self-regulating ourselves and nervous systems. And what this also does is help us to get out of fight or flight or survival mode. And to go over it quickly, our autonomic nervous system has two parts, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. So when we are stressed and in fight or flight, our sympathetic nervous system is activated. This is the response to feeling threatened in danger when our adrenaline might kick in, or when we are under high stress or depression. It's basically our protection mode for our body. And when we calm that system, we can restore and activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Where we want to get is to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, because that is where the healing takes place for the body. Not just healing mentally and emotionally and spiritually, which is all true, but also physically, Our body works to heal itself physically when it's not in this fight-or-flight survival mode, pumping up our body with adrenaline and stress hormones. It calms down and goes back to homeostasis. So we can activate this by the self-talk and building a stronger and more unified relationship with ourselves, as well as working on healing the things that cause us to go into fight-or-flight with even some EFT as well. When we finally reach a place of calm, and independency, we can more easily connect with our higher selves. And you can start by just closing your eyes and sitting still. For some people, this is even hard. So you can also just try to put on some meditation music or listen to some binaural beats with headphones. And I want you to allow your body to just relax into a flow state where you are calm and at peace with no rush or hurry to go anywhere. This will allow you to connect better with your higher self. You may even have an easier time sometimes in the shower. That's why we call it the flow of consciousness. The water helps with the flow as well. Maybe you've even noticed this before when you randomly get an idea pop into your head or come up with a solution out of nowhere. And when we get into a calmer state, we allow flow to happen. And when we allow flow to happen, we can connect better with the universe and our higher selves. And this is when the really amazing and cool things start happening for you. So 
how do we connect with our higher selves and how do we empower ourselves and build our personal power. Find the things that are your fix, are your crutch, that help you feel better, that are outside of you, the things you seek validation for, the things that you don't feel you can live with, quote unquote, without. Find those things. And then I want you to back talk, figure out why this is the situation for you, because we're all going to have different reasons and different life experiences. And then I want you to address it specifically. Talk to yourself about it. Come from a loving place. Support yourself. Talk to yourself like you're talking to someone you love and care about and give yourself hope. Give that person hope. And then I want you to tap on it and I want you to rewrite some of those neural pathways that struggle with this area and get really detailed about it and create a new narrative for yourself. So yes, this is a lot of healing work. Yes, this will take some time, but you can start right away with just walking up to the mirror, looking at yourself in the eyes, telling yourself you love yourself and that everything's going to be okay. Give yourself a little compliment, smile at yourself, and know that you, the person looking at yourself back in the mirror, always has your own back. That is a very powerful thing when you acknowledge yourself because you have yourself, and that is that is incredibly, incredibly powerful. All right, guys, thanks for listening in to episode nine and getting into that 888 alignment. I'm going to wrap it up here, and I really hope this episode brought you some value. Stay tuned for next week's episode. I'll chat with you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the 888 Align podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you want to follow along and stay up to date when future episodes drop. You can listen in on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow the podcast on social at 888 Aligned Podcast.